Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about the transition from rural to suburban. We have several projects underway that are making the transition from agricultural land into urban subdivisions. When we think of suburban streets, we often think of tree-lined streets with curbs and sidewalks. What we don't see are all the utilities and services buried beneath the ground, each with their own infrastructure. The planning process requires careful attention to each of these, and because they're hidden, they're largely taken for granted by the public. But as a developer, each require careful planning. The cost of most of the infrastructure is borne by the developer and usually dedicated to the city or the utility. In a rural setting, most houses are almost entirely off-grid. The only true requirement is for electricity. Water usually comes from a well on the property, and wastewater is treated locally using a septic system. Stormwater management relies on surface drainage and gravity. Internet relies on wireless or satellite solutions. Heating is either provided by electricity or by large cylinders of propane gas that get refilled a couple of times a year. On today's show, we're going to construct a budget for the cost of servicing a typical suburban lot and compare that with the cost of a typical rural lot that's based on well and septic instead of municipal services. There are a total of 11 services required in almost every setting. These are briefly, number one, electricity, number two, water, number three, sanitary sewer, number four, the stormwater sewer, number five, optical fiber, which has largely replaced telephone wire, number six, cable TV, number seven, natural gas, number eight, street lighting, number nine, fire hydrants, number 10, we need the road, let's not forget the road, and number 11, sidewalks. We're going to look at a few of these to look at some of the typical costs. For electricity, it's the responsibility of the developer to bury conduit in which the utilities actually don't put the wire. The cost of the conduit is borne by the developer and the cost of the electrical wires borne by the utility right up to the residential meter. Electricity requires burying of three separate conduits, one for each wire, and often the utility will require the provisioning of a full spare set of conduits. So in some cases, you'll need to supply a minimum of three and as much as six three-inch conduits, the entire length of the street. Then you need to provide conduit from the transformer pad to the meter box in each home. When you look at drainage, the lowest cost solution for road drainage is a ditch provided by the side of the road and provides a gravity-fed solution for minimal cost. The cost of a ditch is typically about 10 bucks a linear foot. The curb and gutter system costs about $65 a linear foot, and the storm drain is about 150 bucks a linear foot. The stormwater management alone is over 200 bucks a linear foot when you add it all together. And for a typical 75-foot frontage suburban lot, you're looking at about $16,000. If there's houses on both sides of the street, you can cut that number in half. Now, the storm drains also require maintenance holes every few houses. These generally cost between seven dollars and $10,000 apiece, and you might consider sharing that cost amongst four houses depending on the frontage. The water main costs about $2,000 for a two-inch water main to an average home. Assuming the water is available in the public right away immediately in front of the house. But you've got to get that 12-inch water main buried underneath the street. And that's over 100 bucks a linear foot for each foot of road frontage. That's a total of about 4500 bucks to bring water to a single-family home. That is if you have houses on both sides of the street. If you don't, you can double that number. Burying optical fiber for internet costs about 10 bucks a linear foot. That's a relative bargain by comparison to everything else. You're going to need a lamppost about every 150 feet. Each street light costs about 4000 bucks, including insulation. And that means each residential lot needs to budget about $2,000 for lampposts. You're starting to get the idea that these costs really add up. 
I'm not going to go through all 11 services in detail, but when you add up all of these costs together, you're going to find the average suburban lot will cost anywhere from about $40,000 to $75,000 a lot in infrastructure costs to service. And these costs can vary even more. If the topography is complex and you need to start installing retaining walls between lots, you're looking at about 40 bucks per square foot for the cost of a retaining wall. Retaining walls will typically add anywhere between twelve dollars to $24,000 in cost to each residential lot, depending on the height and length of the retaining wall. So if we go back to the rural building lot, your main cost will be the provisioning of power, which is typically done using overhead poles. Utility will usually pay for the poles as long as the distance is not too far. Drilling a well is typically about 5000 bucks, depending on how deep you go, and the infrastructure to connect it is also a few thousand. The septic system will often cost about 25000 when you add it all up. Your total cost of servicing a rural lot is typically between $35,000 and $40,000 a lot. That could be about 40% less than the cost of servicing the equivalent urban lot, which requires a whole lot more in services. But of course, these are not apples-to-apples apples comparisons. You're not getting the same thing. Many city residents decry the higher density of townhouse developments compared with single-family homes. But since the infrastructure costs are linear with frontage, townhouses cost less. In fact, a lot less to service. A townhouse with 25 feet of frontage is going to cost about the third of the cost of a single-family home with 75 feet of frontage. I realize today's show was a little bit technical, and if you're not interested in building subdivisions, maybe even a little bit boring. But if you've got 40 acres of land and you think that could be transformed into a beautiful neighborhood, I can feel your excitement right now. When you look at land and you're considering construction, there's a massive difference between the cost and therefore the value of a residential lot that's merely entitled versus one that's truly shovel-ready. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.